Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo. Today's morning briefing I've entitled, You Are an Ambassador. A couple days ago, I was in a conversation with one of my Long Beach friends who we affectionately call Vodka Steve, though he is just about to enter a rehab program. Thank goodness. Intelligent and gifted, Steve was a longtime sales executive for DuPont, though first drugs and then alcohol have almost destroyed his life. With the help of a counselor from the village and clinging to his faith, he is about to get another chance at life. Pray for him, would you? Something that I said to Steve struck a chord with a fellow sitting nearby finishing his spaghetti. It was part of a great meal provided for many street people by a nearby Calvary Chapel. When I turned to look at him, he took the opening to ask, Are you an ambassador? Did I hear you say you are an ambassador? Can you help me get a place to live? Oh no, I think you misunderstood. And then we continued our conversation. Disappointed, he turned back to his meal. But you know, in actuality, I guess I lied. I am an ambassador with great responsibility. You see, as Paul continues his letter to the Corinthians, he appeals to the calling they held in common by saying, we are Christ's ambassadors. Ambassador? An accredited diplomat sent by a country or entity to be its official representative to a foreign entity. So, an ambassador performs the role of being a link, of representing something to another. While Christians are actually citizens of heaven, we are to represent the kingdom of God to people here on earth. Indeed, we are Christ's ambassadors. The question is, what do we represent? Let's listen to today's passage. It's 2 Corinthians 5, verses 11 through 15. Since then, referring to the verse before, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade men. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us, so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen, rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, it is for the sake of God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. So you and I, we're to passionately convey, so as to persuade people of the good news of God's love. Why? Because Christ's love compels us to do so, and in itself is compelling. But notice with me, passages that I want to uh, highlight. Judgment, we try to persuade men, Christ's love compels us, and we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Here's the thing. The message we bring is of Christ's love, a love so great that he died for all of us. But our message must also inform of a coming judgment day as well. Both are key to the gospel message. In light of yesterday's writing about the damage the faithful do when they judge others, I had a radical thought today. If we teach the whole truth of the gospel message, 
it will include the fact that there is a coming judgment when we will all stand before God. God's holiness demands that there will be a day of reckoning when we will all give an account. And besides, when we remind ourselves that it is God's place to judge and he is the only fair and righteous judge, we have no need to take on that role. It's not so popular today to preach about judgment day or hell or consequences for sin. While the love of God is always popular, have you noticed that? Since we live in the day of self-esteem, self-discovery, self-promotion, self-identity, self, 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 folks steer away from subjects that make them feel uncomfortable or potentially bad about themselves. But we need to know our real condition, were it not for the love of God. The love of God is all the more powerful when we realize it sees beyond our sin. Paul wrote, But God demonstrates his great love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Accepting his work on the cross, you and I are spared the horrors of the coming day of judgment when our fates will be sealed. We are Christ's ambassadors to represent him to a lost and dying world. We have the message of reconciliation that hurting souls are desperate for. Occurs to me that someone reading this right now is wondering, okay, so how do I accept his work on the cross that you mentioned? How do I get connected with God? It's a simple prayer, really. It might include something like this. Dear God, I know that I sin and fail every day. I also know that one day I'll stand before you and you will say something like, why should I let you into heaven? Only one answer will do because I trusted your son, Jesus Christ, to forgive my sins through what he endured on the cross for me. So please, come and cleanse me of wrong, help me follow you, and be my leader. Amen. A desire for God to enter our lives and as we humble ourselves to follow him. With love, today from your ambassador. If you'd like to see this in its entirety, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on Morning Briefings, and again, the title is You Are an Ambassador.